Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, this is Stuart Roberts, founder of Haircuts for Homeless, and welcome to the Hear Me, See Me podcast. I'm going to be talking to people who are truly inspirational to me, some you may have heard of, and some you haven't, but you really need to hear their story. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast, and today I'm going to speak to one of our sponsors, which I like to do occasionally because sometimes we'll see people who see on our website that, that um, they're sponsors and maybe they don't know, they maybe think they're corporate companies and they don't really care about us or know about us, but we're very careful who we, who we partner with and, uh, you know, we've got the same ethos and same way of thinking. So today I'm talking from Easy Dry, the CEOs, and Butterley. How are you? Hi, Stuart. How are you? Delighted to be here. Um, Very good. Uh, delighted to be a sponsor for, you know, Haircut for Homeless. It's an uh, amazing charity. So we're really, I think we're really proud of this, you know, sponsorship in particular because it does actually, like I said, give dignity and kindness. And, you know, I think it's very much needed in the world today. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, well, I'll go straight in. Like early, early days, I started off in Essex on my own and then it sort of spread around the south coast of England. And it was unusual because pretty quickly I ventured over to Dublin. Now I'm not I'm not a saintly person. I, I didn't go I didn't go out to seek the homeless of Dublin. I wanted to go and watch a UFC fight. So I was over <laughs> I was over there watching the UFC fight in Dublin. And, uh, but I thought if I'm going to Dublin, I know there's a big problem. I've got to spend a bit more time over there, and I've got to do uh, to kill two birds, you know, which I did. And I was so lucky. I came across, of all the places in Dublin where people help homeless, I came across gold. I hit the Capuchin Day Centre in, in Dublin with the wonderful brother Kevin, who everyone knows about on this podcast because I talk about him so much, who was recently retired, bless him. Uh, and we, we ventured back not long ago, and it was the, um, it, it was the first time in three years because you had quite a tough lockdown now. And so we got back and, and I got introduced to the new brother who was also called Kevin. So I've got, I've got no problem remembering his name, the new guy. He's the lovely, lovely brother, Kevin. Um, but that team are incredible. And from day one, uh, Easy Dry helped us with towels over there. Um, and, you know, the, the team over there are outstanding and we meet some of the best people over there. But, you know, so, t- but tell me more about the, the, uh, when it started, because I believe yours was the first of of its kind, wasn't it? You was you was the the the, the forerunner of it all. Yeah. Well, I suppose it, it, it was back in two thousand and three, and actually, um, where our story is like, uh, I was living in a, an apartment in Dublin, actually, just off Francis Street, so you know, right. um, right in the heart of the liberties there. <laughs> so yeah. sharing sharing a house with uh, six college friends and. Um, we're basically, you know, getting our hair cut or colouring our hair. Um, so that there was always a constant, you know, um, mention of towels, if you can imagine six girls getting ready to, you know, go out or to, you know, working daily. So uh, there's constantly soil stained, you know, towels. And I actually just thought, like, you know, there had to be a, a, a better solution. One of my friends, you know, were colouring their hair just for, you know, going to the hair salon, but also colouring their hair at home with, you know, different colours and everything. 
and staining towels. So that's why I actually said, like, oh, look, there has to be a hygienic disposable option that you can you know, buy every time you're you're doing this. And there wasn't any. So I suppose for that, I think it triggered, a, you know, a, a spark, you know, to try and find out, you know, well, was there something better out there? And initially, like my background would have been, you know, marketing and product development. So I initially just went looking to see was there something that I could, you know, buy alongside, you know, which um, hair color or was there something in the salons already? Um, and there was nothing, you know, so I looked into it more and started researching the number of salons that were in Ireland, you know, 3,000 salons in Ireland, 36,000 in the UK, over 200,000 in the US. Now, I know these figures have changed slightly uh, post-COVID, but they were the type of figures that we were looking at. Um, and actually, from an initial, I suppose, consumer idea, I started talking with hairdressers. And every time when I was talking with hairdressers about you know, um, towels and that. And then they basically were saying that they're the bane of every salon owner's life, that every Saturday they have somebody running around to see if there's clean, fresh towels and if there's, you know, ones that aren't stained and, you know, which ones they can use. And at Christmas time, they say it's a nightmare, you know, that the machine is constantly on nine hours a day and, and the staff room is, you know, really, really hot, you know. So they were... So, and actually, when I thought back about it, it was actually um, when I was uh, 16, I worked in my aunt and my cousin owned a hair salon in Dundalk, and they had 14 stylists. And I was actually, you know, just for a couple of weeks during the summer, I was cheap coffee maker and uh, towel washer and dryer. So I think at some stage, it might have been just something in the in the back of the head there that was coming, going, I'm going to finally find a solution for this, this towel uh, lark. But um, when I looked into it, um, I initially was trying to see was there something that I could just buy, you know, and distribute, and there wasn't. And then I suppose that's where the solution maker in me came out and the product development. And so I wanted to see, right, well, could I make a product that was um, sustainable, but also outperformed cotton? Because I didn't see that there was any point in, there's no point in inventing something if it doesn't actually work better than that's out there and work better than that's out there in terms of sustainability cost and performance and if it doesn't kind of hit those three kind of innovation factors for me then then what I, what's out there is working you know so you know it's not broken don't fix it but the more I talked with hairdressers and hair salons there, there was definitely there was something broken and the way we're looking for a solution and you know the the, the number of times there was you know Julie telling me or you know um, assistants were basically kind of going please talk to our boss because yes if you could fix this you know we spend half our time in the laundry room and we want to be hairdressers. So I started off in 2003 and it took me 18 months to actually develop the fabric and what Easy Dry is made from. And one of the key components was that it had to be sustainable. So I didn't want anything with, you know, plastic in it. And I also wanted to work on developing a sustainable material. So like I said, you're saying, yes, we were the original because we went about it in a completely different way. We had, there's cotton towels, there's microfiber and there's paper, you know. So basically what I was saying, it's none of these three. So where can we fit within the market to develop a clean, hygienic, sustainable product that works better than what was currently out there at a price point that a salon owner could afford as well. Um, so like I said, I, I worked, set up a production company with um, production partners and basically Easy Dry does all the, you know, the R&D and we develop product ranges um, and now we're in from a couple of salons in Ireland. We're now in 25 countries. Um, so one of the obviously the key ones is obviously Ireland and England is where the product idea would have you know taken off. And then since then, 
well, I think, you know, hairdressers talk. So, you know, as they networked, they would be taking out easy dry in their kit bags. So then we were getting calls from, you know, salons in Australia or salons in the US kind of wanting to know, could they get us, um, could they buy it locally? So I suppose that's the, the key uh, area and sustainability has always been at the core of the product. Because like I said, we wanted it that um, we basically, you wouldn't leave any trace of the product. So if you used it, you could use it and be 100% sustainable. And then when it would, you know, go to compost, that it would actually break down. So we also, so that was actually easy dry compost completely in 12 weeks. Right, 12 weeks. 12 weeks. And we have, like, let's say what was important to me was not just, you know, to say it's compost in 12 weeks. We also have, okay, compost for our fabric and we have, okay, compost for our towels. We have it for, you know, both um, industrial and home, which means that if you put it into your home composting, it would break down as well, which is a different composting route than the, you know, industrial composting. So, yeah. um, and we have the seedling mark, which applies to different regions as well. So, I suppose we've gone then the way of um, backing up what we're saying, you know, because for me, that's integrity and that's a very important. Um, I suppose value with an easy drive is kind of, you know, what we say we do, you know, I'm trying to, you know, constantly back up anything that we're saying with, you know, not just saying it, you know. That's, yeah. that's the real story. It seems very easy now. I just go, yeah, we just set it up. But it's yeah. not, not harder than just setting it up and then trying to get some, you know, key hairdressers on board that could do yeah. the vision, you know, and, and make a change because. It was a big change for them, you know, 15, 18 years ago, moving from uh, a cotton towel to an easy dry towel. Yeah, it's a big, that was a big time. I think that was a big ask, you know, at the beginning, because yeah. I, um, I, I had a salon for 30 years. That's why I kept laughing, everything, every <laughs> scenario you mentioned. And, you know, it used to be the bane of my life, and particularly like Christmas, yeah. And we used to have all the extra backup towels and, you know, and it was like, <laughs> and years ago when I was, I, I was a trainee in 1978. That's how long ago I got. And they had this flatly thing <laughs> that used to put it in, which is the most archaic thing, and it stunk. And they used to come out hard. Yeah. <laughs> you used to have to break them up a bit to get them to work again. But I remember the pricing of that that scared. I mean, I remember looking at them at that time. It took me a long time because I was sort of scared of the price and the concept mm-hmm. and the feeling. It was that trying to get across to people that it, it feels different to a towel because it's not so substantial. But, it, 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 you know, it's so much better, <laughs> but it's trying to get fake people's norm, isn't it? Was that a real challenge? I think that was that was the main challenge for us was actually that um, just because it's smaller or thinner didn't mean that it wouldn't work, you know, better. So easy yeah. dry actually is three times more absorbent than a cotton towel. So if you have one cotton towel, you would need three easy dry towels, you know, um, sorry, one easy dry towel. Get that the right way round. Three times more absorbent. So when yeah. I would be- Salon and like that, people are saying, Well, just because it's, it's thin, I'm not going to go, it's kind of it's your entire processor, it's your you know, iPhone. It's like you know, you used to have these big, huge computers and TVs sitting at people's desks. So, just because it's got smaller or thinner doesn't actually mean that it's not doesn't work better. So, like, easy dry performs a cotton towel, and, and kind of like that, what you were saying is like, you know, cotton um, is very rough, you know, so it's actually a rough fabric. And if you actually look at it under the microscope, 
in comparison to easy dry. So when you're block drying uh, somebody's hair with an easy dry towel, it's much, much better for the hair cuticle than if you're actually using um, a cotton towel. And I know everybody's trained to block dry, but to do with a cotton towel, it's the natural thing. If you've ever yeah. done hair dry by your dad as a kid, you know, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And instead of block drying, which means it's roughing up the hair cuticle. And anybody that has curly, kinky, curly hair, then, you know, easy dry is a perfect solution for this because you're not actually disrupting the hair cuticle. So there's an awful lot of more benefits for it. And I think when you were saying, going back to the time as in talking to people, there was either... You know, um, one, we were by providing a convenient solution, but a, a sustainable convenient solution. But the key thing for me was that it was also very, very hygienic. So it meant that every client got a clean, fresh towel every single time. And if they wanted to, they could take that towel home with them and use it, you know, a couple of times. But the key thing was that it, it wasn't going to be washed and dried in a salon environment, that it was basically an individual towel. And you could use it yourself. So you were guaranteed hygiene. Um, and I think that was it. A key point for for us and for easy dry um which actually i think i think became to the forefront very much for you know during covid because what we were actually saying is your your clean fresh towel every single time you don't need to use 10 towels you just need to use one easy dry in comparison to three cotton towels you know and yeah. actually outperforms it so i think you know getting that message out there from an education point of view the people that were doing it right were doing it right so they went to easy dry, you know, straight away because they were washing the towels, they were drying the towels. You know, I think there was a prevalence in the industry a number of years ago to just tumble dry towels between clients, you know, and we're, yeah. we're, the people that uh, and salons that were doing it right did have all the costs because they were washing and drying every single towel between every single client. So when I would put through the, the easy dry proposition, then it made complete financial sense. The people it didn't make sense to, whereas actually it was actually if they were using the same towel on two or three clients, you know, it's never going to make sense because that's not the way that it's meant to be done. But nah. the way that it's, um, but for the other, all the salons that were doing it right, it actually made complete convenience. And I think part of it is actually what you were saying is just from the education point of view. Um, they didn't realize the amount of work that's involved in a salon towel. So we actually did, you know, the tailor two towels and animation that actually showed the amount of times the towel was picked up, the cotton towel, and, you know, the, put the towel on, the take it off, put it in here, it's into the washing machine, somebody's spending the time in there, background, background, and I'm like kind of going, this is a, you know, just, just give me two minutes. This is a no-brainer if you actually just, you know, yeah. look at what we're, you're trying to say because... Um, to do that, we did an analysis, and this was, you know, a couple of years ago, it was actually 50p. Now, this is even before the, the energy crisis and the energy hikes, you know, so it's probably at 50, 60, 70p at this stage, but it was 50p about four or five years ago. Um, and easy dry starts at, you know, between 16 and 28p. So, I mean, the, the savings are there before there's any, you know, um, us basically saying, well, you're currently using three towels and we can reduce it down to one towel. So there's the there's the usage we can take away straight away. So they were using three towels, costing them 150, whereas we're basically saying, well, you can use one towel and it'll cost you 28p. So yeah. there is a, a huge cost difference. But I suppose that's the key thing that Easy Dry is super absorbent and we can teach and educate the salon how to. Um, use the towel correctly so that they're using the correct number of easy dry towels and also um, it's a really ideal time to change the way that you are constantly doing things because if I talk to somebody and they're doing a colour service and they actually tell me to put a towel under the gown then they put the gown on then they put a towel over the gown 
then they put the plastic sheet over it for doing a colour, then they colour the hair, then they'll dry it with a towel, then they'll do something else and they'll dry it again. So potentially they're using four to six cotton yeah. towels in their hairs. So yeah. we can reduce that down substantially to, you know, one to two, one towel for a hairdressing service and possibly two if they don't have a um, colour resistance gown on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, as you said, the hygiene thing is is incredibly important, yeah. uh, and 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 the fact that each of our guests can just know like we can use that, you know, is is a is a massive thing, you yeah. know. It, it's 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 a thing of innovators, isn't it? Innovators have to struggle to um, change the. It's to change the old-fashioned mind, isn't it? And you know, uh, we hate change, isn't it? As human beings, we seem to just hate change. But did you, you recently got, did, oh, is it recently or is it in the past, you got the B, B cert, B Corp? Yeah. Which is not an easy thing to do, is it? So, so from what I've heard, it's, <laughs> it's a big old challenge, isn't it? Yes, uh, we got it, I think it was two, two years ago at this stage. So, yeah. um, but it was actually something that when I would have been doing, working on different panels or talking to different businesses, every time I discussed our uh, dry and our impact, because we were trying to find a solution for the salon, but also trying to find an industry impact, you know, so the mental water that can save, the mental CO2, you know, replacing cotton and plastic within the salon environment. And um, every time I, I spoke in events, everybody was basically saying that EasyDry was a social entrepreneur company, you know, because of the impact we can also make within the industry. And when I looked into it, um, basically then people said, well, you know, in America, you'd be a B Corp here, you should could be a social enterprise. So that's when I actually started looking into it, because what you were talking about there earlier, about the education, and actually I think people understand what a B Corp is, you know, that it's just, you know, it's a people plan of profit. So it's it's all three and they can all coexist, you know. So that's what I was saying with EasyDry, we, we develop sustainable, innovative solutions that, you know, um, replace outdated or unsustainable practices. So cotton and plastic, there is better materials now to use. Um, not to say that you mean you can't use these materials in certain situations, but it's in other situations, there's better materials that you should be using for a sustainable future. You know, so ones that we can work um we can either recycle or we can reuse or whatever else. And then in the other situation, we use a material that's actually a better material. So I suppose that's core for anything that we're doing. It's, it's looking at the materials that are being used mm. and are they sustainable for the for the future. But the B Corp for us was actually, you go through it and it takes, you know, over a year. Um, and actually they go through every aspect of your business, you know, so from, you know, workers' rights to, you know, your production process to, the materials you're using to the impact you can have on your category or your industry. Um, and then they certify it all and they go through all your certificates, you know, so they, they check that uh, if you're saying you have uh, an okay compost cert certificate, you have to produce it. So it's don't say it if you don't have it. Yeah. And it's golden rule, like, you know, yeah. if you have it, be able to produce it because the amount of documentation that they asked for, you know, was was a lot but thankfully we got through that and we actually got a you know quite a high score i think it was 98.7 you know which was you know good um good which we were very proud of you know yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> um but i do think it's then when you're talking to like-minded companies that it's, it's you can um 
when you say you feed court, then they, they ask you more questions, but they understand that your journey or your where you're where you're planning for the business is taken into account, not just the the bottom line of the profit. It, it is how you're making the product and how you're working with your customers. Yeah. And this thing is it's, it's so it's so crucial nowadays. I mean, if you can't even an old dinosaur like me who was so reluctantly brought into this century, like <laughs> But you, in the end, you can't ignore the fact of the, what's happening to the planet, and you know, and you see all this stuff everywhere, and you think like every little, it's every little difference, isn't it? Every little difference you can make is so crucial. Yeah, but for me, it's actually it's also like there's an easy right towel and retaining person's cotton. It is more luxurious because you're getting a clean, fresh towel every time. And when you're saying when you were using it the first time, it is actually super soft, but it's yeah. just getting used to a different feel and a different way of working, you know. Um, and yeah. I think now if people are making different changes within the, you know, the salon sector or, you know, the gym sector, the hotel sector, just bit by bit, if everybody's doing doing their own part. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes people are putting it out there as too big, but I'm saying if, if everybody takes one step forward, you know, yeah. if you take 10, if everybody takes one, it's kind of the, the small but kind of community-based steps will actually drive forward the change that you need and the bigger change. But you do need... From the innovators and the solution drivers, like I was saying, that the, the salons that took on Easy Dry at the start, like Cooper uh, and Young was one of our first customers, you know, um, yeah. way back 15 years ago. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, you had Green Jackson come in and sustainability and VEC, you know, and yeah. we actually had so many really good customers. But I always remember, probably because of the innovator, I always remember the first customers that came on board because they took, they took the leap. And, yeah. and they actually embraced the change and were the, you know, the trendsetters because without them, you know, nobody, you know, without them, we wouldn't actually have easy dry in the market and you wouldn't actually have that the market made the change because they were prepared to, I suppose, change the way their salon worked and they could see the benefit of it. And I think that's, that's a true thing with innovators. You have to have the innovator, but then you also have to have the people that are willing to try the innovation first. Yeah first and see you know well you know give this a try and see if it works because if it works then everything she said makes a lot of sense you know so let we take it so it's the risk takers yeah that actually you need them in order to again drive change and that's probably where we're at with the world at the moment is there is an awful lot of innovations out there that could you know save yeah. the planet save it but so we have to actually start working with all the different size companies the large corporates but also smaller companies yeah. that are making you know big changes I mean, I think, I mean, because I had the guys from Bamboo Brush on who make the, the bamboo mm -hmm. toothbrushes and that. And it's even something like that, that you don't, you don't, you, the, the amount of um, like plastic toothbrushes that have been thrown away. And it's a bit like, you know, lorry falls of like every day in one county, probably. I, I don't know the numbers on that. But, and then it's not until someone says, look, what about this? Mm -hmm. The first thing that puts people off in that instance, maybe sometimes, is that because it, it you can't participate, you can't compete on price because yes. it's, you know, I remember they, because they had these great, they had these, I know you're not supposed to use them in your ears, but everyone calls them earbuds. <laughs> Don't use them in your ears, but everyone calls them earbuds. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, and they had the little wooden, little bamboo ones, you know, with the, and, and, and it was fantastic. It came in a lovely box, but it, it's, you know, it, but I see now that it, it's, it sets things in motion because some of the main brands of those have gone over to paper. Yeah. I don't know how sustainable the paper is and all that, but at least it's 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 people making a noise that affects 
the, the bigger companies sometimes. Hmm. Well, it is. It's because, again, it's the, it, it changes the dial or it moves the dial. So then yeah. actually they have to pay attention. And actually then if they start um, basically doing some of, so because it's supply chain, then more people would be out in the market being able to supply it. So therefore, like as in the raw material or the, you know, as we're saying, the paper. So therefore, it then becomes more competitive. And then you can actually make the product more competitively as well. So it's kind of just, it's, a, it's the whole little ecosystem of you need the people to to go with it. But then sometimes you need the, the big brands to, uh, and I like to say, like, they can go and partner with the other company and actually then have the other company doing the manufacturing for them, you know. Yeah. Um, and that will actually move move the dial because it's the you know big corporate helping the other companies you know on the innovation side and I do see that with a lot of corporates now that they're actually partnering like the likes of the Green Sound Collective you know and actually um, partnering yeah, yeah. to help the industry in that way. Yeah, I mean Green Sound Collective are great friends of ours and they they we they support. Um, I, I got a, I got a call from this mad madman at the beginning of the pandemic that was setting up a company. You know, you think, good luck, mate. <laughs> Little did I know. But uh, and he said, look, we, we want to support you. We can't do it for, you know, it won't be a lot. But And I said, well, look, you know, everything's everything's worth something. You know, you send us a fiver, we can do something with it. So, you know, crack on. And it was, um, you know, now they're growing. And they, as his promise is, that it's growing with it. And we're, the, we're one of three that they support. Um, for, as a company, but and I, but I absolutely love what they stand for as well, because it's not till someone says to you like, and my thirty years of owning a salon, you know, all that all that old tint that's going down the sink, all the foils that are getting thrown in the bin, you know, and all the hair, you know. And I heard some time ago they was using it in mop up oil, but to see it in action is amazing, you know. Yeah. What the biggest waste product in hairdressing is hair. Well, it's good now that it's actually it's got a new life, and I think that's that's what's key is kind of seeing the different innovations out there, and actually how you can actually you know work together and partner and collaborate, and yeah. actually you know uh, make the change or make the difference. Like, like if we take Easy Drive for example, one of our key things um, for there's hair, but water is also one of the main use yeah. within a within a salon. And if all the salons in the UK switched to Easy Drive, you could save 2.4 billion liters of water. Wow. Each and that's just the UK, you know, so yeah. take, you know, the US, or, you know, amplify that by 10 times just with the number of salons that are there. And that's only just one industry sector. So, like I said, it's making small changes, but understand who you're going to and, you know, why you're moving to this. So, like, let's say if you're moving from a cotton towel to easy dry and then the solar media, so that's the impact you're going to have. And yeah. you can understand your impact and we can, you know, uh, help you with your CO2 because these drive, we've measured carbon footprint for our um, towel. So again, we know exactly, you know, the carbon footprint of an easy dry towel. And you can compare that to the washing machines and your tumble dryers. And, you know, we can actually show you again what you've saved. We actually did a proposal recently for one salon group um, in the US and if they switched to easy dry, they could save 66% um reduction in their water usage and the 40 percent reduction in their co2 so oh. you know from an esg point of view that's you know huge huge impact but also then the key thing that they had was that um the staff shortages at the moment and with covid the amount of people that have you know left the industry yeah. or you know if there's a reduction in salons or so like i mean 
for the people they have there, you know, they don't have time to wash and dry the towels, you know, the way they would have done it last time, having your washing machine and tumble dryer going nine hours a day and having somebody in there kind of, you know, dedicated to, you know, doing half their time spent gathering the towels and doing this. So with easy dry is the simplest solution to take the towels off the agenda. So there's no more worry. You literally, you know, so ring easy dry, we figure out what you need, send it on to, and then you use it each each week, each month, you know, just get your box of easy dry in, whatever you need. And you don't need to think about, you know, like I said, that the, the on a busy Saturday, do we have towels? You know, where's the towels? Yeah. Where's the gowns? Where's the, you know, because it's it's one thing that's off the agenda, but but it also is that, you know, there's a different generation and where, you know, as an apprenticeship generation, like I said, I swept the floor and made coffees and teas and uh, yeah. Yeah. Had a laundry machine. Now I was only doing it as a as, as a it was a summer work was only sixteen. But I mean, but people that are going in now uh, with a career, they want more that they've gone to college, their their training. They want to learn how to cut hair, you know. So they don't want to spend the first year kind of. They want to get straight into it, and you know. Yeah. And I somebody that had said that with um what was it years ago uh, one of our first ambassadors, and they had said it takes three years normally to get somebody up from, you know, the very start, the whole way through to their, you know, generator. And he says, and when he thought about it, going back to your point on the money and how it would make it work, he actually said he realized that his trainees are probably spending half the time doing the laundry. Yeah. So, he said, so if he talks about it, he goes, so I could reduce the training time from three years then to 18 months. And yeah. then they're generating revenue from me. So for again, for me, I learn a lot from the hair salon owners that I'm talking yeah. to. He switched it and he went, for him, that was the biggest impact because he meant that he now had uh, basically after 18 months, he's somebody that's generating, you know, revenue for the salon rather than after three years, you know, because of the, the time they were spent doing non-hairdressing related activities. Yeah, which is a, it's a massive problem nowadays. You know, and I, I remember it well from ours and it's uh, from myself when I was a training. And it's um, and, and the thing is, there's a there's a big lack in industry. There's a, there's a sort of shortage of, of people going into the industry now. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, you, the more time they can spend hair, touching yeah. hair. Um, I can do an exclusive because we're talking, this is exclusive for you, right? But because this won't go out for a few days, I'll, I, the... the Press release ain't till later today, but we've opened the first Haircuts for Homeless Training Barber Academy. Oh, well, pretty good. Congratulations. So we've got, we've got that. And I can say that. I'm not supposed to think, but I can because this won't go out. But yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's been something. And I, I met a guy, Luke Christo, and, um, you know, and it, it, it's it, fantastic to think that we've got homeless people or people that are going through addictions and stuff like that. Uh, and then be able to take them through and give them a career, you know. Yeah. So that's type of thing is what the support from yourselves, you know, Daviness, Green Salon Collective, uh, L'Oreal, um, Zanotti, the people. It's, it's not just us going out cutting hair. It, it, yeah. it enables us to do so much more, you know, so that's why I wanted to thank you as well. But, um, yeah, and they'll all have I'll make sure they've got a nice supply of new... Uh, Easy drive um, towels. <laughs> Rob Rollius of Gowns, if you want. I'll deliver them next week. <laughs> <laughs> really excited, though. We've got five guys started and we're hoping to run it out. This is the pilot and we're hoping to, you know, run it out after that, you know, to make it a big thing. Um, well, what's the future then uh, for 
I know, because, you know, you're not stopping where you are, are you? You know, you're not that type of person. So where's it going? I think, well, we're looking at, we're working on a few innovations for the, the hair salon sector. Obviously, we kind of paused them during COVID just to, you know, kind of see where we were all at when we come out. I don't know, but I think, as you mentioned, that Ireland had a pretty, pretty uh, few hard lockdowns there. So oh, yeah. What we're looking at now is uh, bringing the easy dry message to, you know, further afield. So we're in 25 countries, but actually I suppose to get deeper into those countries, you know, um, to get more salons basically using easy dry and actually getting the message out there that if they're part of this community, the amount of CO2, the amount of water, the amount of change that they can bring within an industry sector. So for me, it's very much, you know, North America, we're in Australia already you know, Asia, you know, we're looking to, you know, promote into the Asian market because we're getting an awful lot of inquiries from that region as well. So um, that, I suppose that's at its growth and it's kind of, you know, um, I think it's even though we're, uh, whatever, 15, 18 years, 18 years in business now, but we're only really getting started and because I think the, the word from a sustainability point of view is only really, basically I think we're nearly ahead of our time. So now it's the case for to just to make sure that people understand the Easy Dry brand and what we're about um, and know what they're buying, you know, and what we can do for them and their salon. So for me, it's it's really to go deeper and to get, you know, um, an awful lot more brand awareness out there for Easy Dry. I hope to get more salons um, to be part of our, our impact, you know, for the industry. Well, fantastic. I'll, 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 I'll spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be really well known in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I've got a few farther afield than that. But um, no, thanks for giving me your time. Really appreciate it, and um, and thank you for the continued support. You know, oh, and, it, and it's great to be able to say that in person to you, and via an email or something like that. No, I appreciate it, and like I said, it's one of the you know key sponsorships I've actually you know, I'm very proud of because it is actually something for the community. You know. And um, I know it's always a stare by the grace of God. I'm just very lucky that I've had a very supportive family when I was setting up a business, you know. So yeah. there has been, if you've had hard times and all that, there's always somebody there to, to help you. And some people haven't, aren't that lucky or just fall upon, you know, a rough patch and they're not able to get out of it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, there's a really positive, um, I think it's a really positive charity um, and it really helps the people because I do think it is, like I said, it's the dignity, you know, so it's, a haircut, everybody knows when you're going to get your haircut, you know, yeah. after a couple of weeks that you feel so much different. And I can just imagine how, you know, somebody that's been homeless given that gift yeah. is actually, yeah. you know, it's a small thing, but considering, you know, their other life, but I also think it's it's huge. It is. You know? The reactions, yeah. sometimes your reactions, you realise how big it is for them. But yeah. uh, I'll let you know when we're coming over next, um, you yeah. know, come and see us in action. I'd like to do that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Well, now, thank you very much. Thank you very and, uh, I'll, 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 keep, I'll see you soon. No, I won't. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs>